Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make It is Tuesday night again. It is the 31st of uh, January. Can you believe it? The last day of January already. Uh, That's pretty frightening Um, how fast it goes. Uh, We are uh, back to Blog Talk Radio. We're uh, so excited. I love the guests that we get on this show and uh, tonight is absolutely no exception. And uh, I have to tell you, what I'm very excited about uh, tonight is that we are not going to talk about politics. <laughs> we we are not going to say anything about Donald Trump, uh, as far as I know. And uh, we are we're, we're not going to talk about the election and. Um, Immigration and, and all that stuff, although it's terribly important to many, many people right now. But uh, we're going to talk tonight. We're going to take a, just a little breather, a little fresh air on all of our lives talking about art and uh, art and music and literature and how our lives can be enriched and how they can be enriched in a special way by a new book by uh, our guest, who I've known for a number of years because he uh, was an editor of mine and uh, worked with me on two of my books that I wrote for Harvest House uh, Publishers, and uh, I just really got to to like this guy, and uh, I still remember a a wonderful uh, dinner we had somewhere in Oregon. Uh, was that Cannon Beach, Terry? I think. In I think little, it was. Yeah, I think a little restaurant. I think it was Cannon Beach. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh God. On a blustery, a yeah. blustery fall <laughs> night. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that you were you were speaking at a conference there, and uh, um, yeah. I used as an excuse to get out of my office and 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 come uh, come a visit, and we talked yeah. about books and writing, and it was wonderful. Yeah, and you produced yeah. a couple of we great, great books um, uh, that were related to those conversations. So, right, right, fearless faith, and and then actually uh, finding uh, God where you least expect Him is a book that really actually applies in some ways to what we're going to talk about tonight uh, in in uh, various areas because we're because I, I I talk in that book a lot about. Uh, pop culture and um, how we can find truth uh, and beauty around us. And uh, so tonight, our guest is author of a book. I love this title. Seventy. Well, wait a minute. Let me let me just get it in front of me here so I get it right. It's a long title. Seventy-five masterpieces every Christian should know 
the fascinating stories behind the great works of art, literature, music, and film by my good friend, Terry Glassby. Terry, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. It's an honor to be with you. <laughs> now, this this book has been out, what, about a year now? Has it been out? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's been over, Terry? just a little over a year. Yep. Okay. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's been out about a month because that's how long I've known about it, and uh, maybe other people too. And uh, uh, congratulations on having it uh, picked as a uh, 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 an award winner with the Christianity Today. Is that? Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It won the Book of the Year in its uh, category of books on art and culture uh, for the year. So that I was very. Um, I was it was unexpected, but uh, a very wonderful, uh, uh, very wonderful uh, 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 thing to, to have happen. So yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic. Just looking at this, getting the book. Uh, thanks so much for my copy. I love it. It's a beautiful book, everybody. To start with, it's just uh, like a a number. Do you have any idea how many colored plates are in here? There, it's nicely done. <laughs> Lots of color plates. Every every uh, piece of art that is full color and uh, uh, mm-hmm. film films are shown in color if they were in color. And uh, so, yeah, I I'm very pleased with the way it came out in terms of the look because it it allows you yeah. to not only read about it but actually look at look at some great work. I wish I could have included yeah. like a soundtrack with it for for the discussions of, of music that are in the book or uh, film clips. Oh. Um, but it, I, 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 I talk about the book as being kind of like getting a fistful of invitations to, to further study. <laughs> so it's like if you find that you enjoy uh, what I have to say about one of these pieces and, and the life of the person behind it and how faith impacted them, then um, – then I'm hoping people will will spend more time uh, going a little deeper and learning a little more and watching and yeah. listening and reading further. So, well, maybe maybe Terry, you should do uh, 75 more masterpieces uh, for the next well, one, and then we'll have some music. I would lo- I would love to do that. In fact, just for fun, um, because this originally started out was going to be 101, and we realized that was just too many to try to put in the book and make the book too long. <clears throat> so uh-huh. uh, so we narrowed it down to 75. But just for fun, I've actually created a list of my next 75 that I would choose. And I could easily pick another 75 go. beyond that. Um, we have such a rich, rich heritage um, uh, as Christians um, in the arts. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and it's so broad. That's the other thing. Uh, you know, you you art, literature, music, um, Gregorian chant, from Gregorian chants to U two. You know, um, it's uh, it's it's fabulous from that standpoint. Um, I I have a feeling. To, just a general question, Terry. This look this looks to me like the type of book that was probably been rolling around in your head for a long time and you finally got around to it? Or was this just a blast of an idea and you off you went? No, it, it really is something. So Sometimes when people ask me how long did it take to write the book, 
I say, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, about 30 years. Um, it, it, because in a sense, <laughs> I've been, this is something I care about, that um, arts and music and literature have just had such a transformative effect on my own life and meant mm-hmm. so much at different junctures of my spiritual growth that I thought, I really want to find a way to share this with people. And I had thought for a long time about, you know, writing some sort of a, you know, I have a degree in history, uh, graduate degree in history. So that, you know, that was a natural thought of, well, maybe I could do a history. And I thought, you know, no one's going to read that really, except the people who are historians. I thought, how can I communicate that this is actually a book for everybody? And uh, yeah. I noticed there were, I, I've always liked lists. And so I thought, okay, let's go with the, Let's go with this idea of, of, of the masterpieces that that everybody really ought to know that that are worth making a part of their lives. Um and so hence it was it was born that way. And like you said, I really I really made an attempt to get uh a a broad sense of how much diversity and variety there is within our heritage as, as Christian believers. In the in music, mm-hmm. there are representatives in here of rock and folk and jazz and gospel and classical and chant um, artists. They're both, you know, very, those who whose art is very realist and artists whose work is a little more abstract. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. you know, uh, modern literature as well as classic literature going all the way back. And so it's. It's sort of a a lot of the decisions I made about what to include in the book were made on the basis of I really wanted people to understand that we don't have this narrow Christian perspective, but that the Christian the the basic Christian worldview is so large because it represents a God who is so large that it encompasses mm-hmm. every area of life and a lot of different ways of looking at the various parts of our life so so yeah, that was kind of yeah. a, a purposeful thing. Probably the I would imagine the the, the most um, it's not I guess it's not controversial, but maybe fuzzy is the word I want to use. Area here is um, you know this whole idea of Christian art or Christian music um, doesn't mm-hmm. even exist, uh, <laughs> uh, and and ha- how. How did you determine um, what is Christian in in terms of when it when it comes to art and literature? Let's talk about that for a little bit. Okay, yeah, and you know that's that's a, that's a really good question and one that doesn't have a really easy answer. I mean, ultimately, I would say there actually is no such thing as Christian art. There is just art. Um, there's art made by Christians. And there is art made by non-Christians, but it's all art. Now, I suppose you could say there is religious art in the fact that some art that's created both by Christians and, frankly, throughout history, sometimes by people who really weren't Christians, that has Christian themes or, you know, and so Mm -hmm. um, there's that kind of religious art. But my contention would be that as a Christian, we can approach any um, any kind of topic, and we bring our faith with it, with us into that topic. And so, a Christian can write a love song, and that's just as valid as writing a hymn. 
Um, an artist can paint a still life, and that's just mm-hmm. as valid as painting a uh, a scene from a Bible story. You know, um, mm. if you're going to make a film, the film doesn't necessarily have to be telling a Bible story or having a strictly and really overtly religious message. But, you know, if you are telling the truth about life, then I think in a certain sense you are operating within the Christian worldview um, as an artist. Mm. So, um, and, uh, you know, for the purposes of this book, I didn't want to try to set up some sort of a, uh, some sort of a you know list of doctrines that you had to agree to before I would let you be in this book. Um, not that I'm oh. sure Van Gogh was asking to be included, <laughs> but I, I I just said I'm looking for people who self-identify as Christians. I mean, what, the interesting thing about what I was trying to do in the book is ask the question first of all um, for this particular project. I mean, it's worth looking and listening to music that's not by Christians watching art that's films that are not by Christians. There's nothing wrong with that. But for this project, I wanted to kind of explore this rich heritage we have. So my first question was, were they a Christian? And I kind of let them self-identify. I mean, the book has people who are Catholic and people who are Protestant and people who are Anglican and uh, people who are Eastern Orthodox. And there are a handful of people who are kind of unorthodox. And there were there are a handful of people in here who were people who I would argue are people of faith, but they struggled a lot with doubt, and a lot of their work is about mm-hmm. doubt. For example, the the poet uh, Emily Dickinson, uh, who's in here, and uh, mm-hmm. as uh, so that was the one thing. And the other thing I wanted to 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 do uh, is say, okay, what I want to include is not just work that Christians did for other Christians. I wanted works of art and literature, music, architecture, and film that are, that everyone in our culture really identifies as being great. I wanted to, I wanted to, to show that we as Christians are part of the great tradition of art. We played an important part in it. I, I mean, you know, if you went to an art gallery and imagine taking all the paintings out of an art gallery that were, that were religious and themed. I mean, you would you would uh, strip hmm. out an awful lot of art. Uh, it has been an important theme and tradition, uh, and part of the the whole um, you know Western tradition. Um, True. So, so I wanted to say I want to say these are artists who everybody agrees are great. Um, and they also happen to be believers. So I not only talk about the art. But I also one of the really fun things was looking at the person's life and giving a short a short picture of the life of the of the person behind the art and their faith, what they believed and what they sometimes struggled with, and what they saw that if we see can be transformative for our lives so um well, yeah so that's kind okay. of the that's kind of the heart behind it, yeah so the 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 pieces of writing that you do for each one of these, they're not necessarily a synopsis of the piece as much as they are uh, an exploration, maybe of the uh, of the artist himself, their motivation, uh, things like that, their struggles, or their what makes them real. Is what that makes right? them real? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I start off by talking about a specific work of art and someone like Rembrandt, who's in the book. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. dozens of Rembrandt paintings I could have chosen to represent Rembrandt, but there's only one work by any one uh, artist or or creative. Um, Mm -hmm. And then so I talk briefly about that art, oftentimes kind of trying to draw out some of the spiritual messages and spiritual values in it. Um, And then I talk about the person, a little bit about their life, about their faith, what they believed, and how it impacted the creation um, Mm. of their work. And and what's been really fun is I've had dozens of people told me they use the book almost like a devotional. They'll read one chapter a day, and they say, I always come away with some powerful spiritual insight, either from the art or from a quote from the person's life or something like that. And that makes me happy because um, one of the things I want to communicate is that art is not for um, stuffy people in ivory towers Art is part of all of our lives. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of art that's just you know, popular art that's only for entertainment, and there's nothing wrong with that. I can enjoy watching a James Bond film as much as anybody, but mm-hmm. it would be like if our diet was only hamburgers. We have to at some point say, I also want to have a rich, textured meals. I want to, you know, I, I want to... Uh, I want to partake of something that the kind of the master chefs of the imagination created. Um, and that's what the people book are. I think these are the, these are the master chefs of the imagination. They give us a meal that's a little deeper and richer uh, than a lot of what we naturally get. And sometimes it may take a little more concentration and a little more uh, work uh, on our part. Um, I mean, it may take a little patience even. But if we're willing to do that, we'll get something really powerful out of it. At least that's been that's been my experience. And I know you're someone who also really appreciates the the power of what art can do mm-hmm. for our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. In fact, I'm I'm wondering, um, did you did you see all of these pieces in person? Was that a was that a uh, qualification for you? Requirement? No, I. I wish, I, I mean, it's a life goal now to do that. Um, I uh-huh. have, you know, obviously I've seen all the films. I've read all the books and the poets who, who are in here. Um, the works of art, probably um, half, probably about half of them I've actually been able to see live. Um, some of them I only know by print. Um, you know, one of the things on my bucket list is to uh, is to go to Italy, and um, a number of the works uh, are there in Italy. I'd love to see them. I'd love to see them live. But if they're an American museum, I, I've, I've seen them. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like I mm-hmm. talk about a kind of an installation piece that a Baptist pastor named Howard Finster did uh, down in Georgia, which is a really quirky, unique art that's unlike anything you've ever experienced. It's a whole it's a whole acre that he's turned into a whole kind of uh, sound art uh, e- exhibit. And I actually did get to visit there, and I, they actually uh, made arrangements so I could stay, uh, stay the night in the artist's cottage there, and, and I actually got to go in the evening and experience it. Uh, so I had some really cool experiences um, uh, creating the book. There's an That's artist great. in the book, uh, James Tissot, who... Uh, 
who did very realistic paintings of the Bible. He did a whole series, 365 of them. And he basically tried to paint every basic event in the life of Jesus. And he spent, before he started to do the the, uh, painting, he actually did all kinds of research um, and spent a couple years in the Holy Land. He would, he, he sketched all the the flowers and trees and and uh, the mm. landscapes. He did study with rabbis to learn about Jewish traditions and understand what things would look like. And out of this, he created this this wonderful collection of a very realistic kind of painting. It's almost like they almost make you feel like you were there. And um, I wow. wanted to uh, include those in the book and. Uh, Boston, the or I'm sorry, Brooklyn, the museum in Brooklyn actually owns all the all these paintings, and I called them and I said, "Hey, I'm going to be in Brooklyn. Can I see them? Uh, are are they up?" And they said, "Well, not currently. We don't have any of the paintings up. But if you want to come, you can come into the you know and come and see them." And so I got to go deep into the bowels of the of where they stored all <laughs> the artwork and got to spend about an hour looking at these magnificent paintings. So. Um, yeah, it's been a it, wow. writing the book was a great experience uh, for actually coming into touch with some of these works of art, and I look forward to doing that more with others. So uh, that's a little wow. bit of a of a rabbit trail, but uh, uh, but, but a lot of it was it was really an amazing experience. I, I was I was interested that you dipped a little bit into uh, architecture and. You you included some of the uh, magnificent cathedrals um, mm-hmm. in, in as as masterpieces. What what's it like being inside of one of those one of those things? What I mean, give yeah. us a feeling for what that. What is that like? Yeah, it's. I mean, to be able to step inside of one of uh, the the great uh, cathedrals really is an absolutely awe-inspiring uh, experience. I mean, you one of the things you feel is your smallness in, in, in the context of this, mm. of this huge and building. And I think that's part of it, what it wants to do. But you're also, you feel, <laughs> you feel a certain presence there. And it's so beautiful, the, the, the light coming in through the stained glass windows and uh the you know the vaulted architecture and and all of the little details all over the place because really in a certain sense i think we can think of cathedrals as almost like they were like a book that people could read who were illiterate you know at the time which they were mm. in the time which the cathedrals were built most people uh couldn't read and you but the thing is you could go into the cathedral and spend time looking at the statues and the stained glass and all of the magnificent details and they taught the bible stories right there in those in that stained glass hmm. the theology is represented um in many ways by the architecture and so it becomes a way of communicating about god for people who couldn't read and even those of us today who can read it's just it's it's just that sense of awe and wonder that makes you realize how how large God is and how small you are, yeah. 
and yet somehow you're enveloped into the warmth of his love, just like you're enveloped into that uh, into that environment. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. If, uh, if, if, cool. you, if you're in Europe at all, you know, it's certainly one of the things you want to put on an agenda is uh, to go see uh, some of the great cathedrals. Yeah, that's cool. What what role? Um, this is almost a dual question. What role does art play in our lives? And I'm also thinking maybe it doesn't play a big uh, a, a, a big enough role. So we could also say what what role should art play in our lives? If you know, it almost seems like sometimes I know I feel like I don't have time for art. You know, I just mm-hmm. it's a luxury to to just sit there and contemplate and yet what is I, I'm going this is terrible. What is life for if I can't if I can't appreciate the the uh, the results of of creative people and, and what they've done. And you know, how how do we balance that out? I I I, I realize I'm asking about five questions here but just talk about well it's a great a little bit yeah it's a great cluster of questions john because (laughs) i mean and ultimately that is ultimately the question in some ways that means the most to me personally is that i mean it kind of i think begins with the fact that um beauty is one of the powerful ways that God has chosen to reveal himself. I mean, if you read in the Psalms, like Psalm 19, um, is really clear on the fact that, like, through beauty, and in that particular case, the beauty of nature, God literally speaks. Um, in fact, uh, the, the theologian Thomas Aquinas said that, that God has two books, the Bible and, and the world of nature. And so much of art is about a reflection of that world of nature, that world of human experience. And so it is literally, I think, a way we learn more about ourselves and about God and about the world in work in, that he created. Um, I, so I think that's one thing. Um, another thing I think is really big is that nothing teaches us about empathy better than art. You know, and by empathy, I'm not talking about sympathy, feeling sorry for other people, but empathy means it's the imaginative act, I think, of of thinking about what it must feel like to live somebody else's life and to be in their shoes and to have their experiences. And art, um, especially like literature, but also a, a song can do it, a painting can do it, uh, a film can certainly do it. I, I've seen a couple films this year that so moved me and that they put me inside of a life that I would never live myself and gave me experiences that I would never, I'll never probably have myself, but Mm -hmm. I had these experiences vicariously through, through the various arts. And that I think it, it not only makes my emotional life richer and, um, and, and broadens me as a person, but it also helps me understand that other people whose lives are very different than mine deserve respect and dignity and uh, patience and, and, and not immediately coming 
before them in judgment? I mean, and we're not going to talk politics. I heard what you said at the beginning, but I think we are living in a time right now <laughs> mm-hmm. here in the United States where it's like the two sides of a lot of the big issues that we're, that we're talking about quickly treat the other person as, you know, as the enemy and yes. don't yep. make much effort to, to try to understand why do they feel that way? What is their life like? What is the life of a refugee like? What is the life of a steel worker who's been out of work for years like? What is the life of uh, of, of 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 someone you know struggling with 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 deep poverty in the inner city? And art can take us there. And I think we become able to be more loving, caring people to a broader number of people, partly because of the work of art. And I just feel really strongly that art Mm -hmm. can change our own hearts and art can even change a society. You know, uh, Mm. in the time of of Charles Dickens, um, they used child labor in terrible conditions in factories. And, and people didn't think much of it until uh, uh, Dickens began to write these stories that took you inside mm-hmm. the lives of these children and you understand stood the horror of it. Um, and it began to make a change. Or, uh, or um, Uncle Tom's Cabin, that novel written in the United States, which took you into the lives of slaves and what it felt like to be a slave opened people's eyes. In fact, yeah. when uh, when when uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln met uh, the uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe, who wrote the novel Uncle Tom's Cabin, he said, "Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. You're the woman who wrote the book. You're the little woman who wrote the book that started this big war." And he saw that <laughs> her unveiling the horrors of slavery. Was it was so critical for changing people's minds? So so, yeah, art can be wonderful to well, entertainment, a way to kill some time, but it can do so much more in our lives. Wow, that's great. Well, gosh, um, time has run by really fast. I, I just uh, I want to take uh, just a few couple more minutes because I'd like to know uh, what was your biggest surprise uh, in this whole process. Process, and uh, and and maybe even your biggest disappointment, if there was one. Um, you were expecting to find something that you didn't find. Maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, you got any ideas along those lines? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, the only, to be honest, the only disappointment is that I had to limit myself to seventy-five people, or that I had to limit <laughs> myself to one work by some of these people who who like oh. created all kinds of, of great work. Like somebody like Bach is in the book. I mean, I had to pick just one Bach piece and uh but it but but really looking deeply into that one piece got me just exploring more of Bach than I ever had before. And when I learned more about his life and how absolutely critical his faith was to him uh it it brought a whole new joy to listening to 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 his music. Um, and you know the so my so my only real disappointment is is that uh is I couldn't go further um and and yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to someday do another seventy five and seventy five more beyond that 
because that actually <laughs> is my surprise was it was how many great works there are uh, that are that were created mm-hmm. by Christians that we all embrace and love, Christian and non-Christian alike. Um, so, uh, it, so, cool. so yeah, it's a it's it, it's it's a it's a, it's it's for me part of a continuing uh, journey to see how God has worked in the lives of these creative people. Bring uh, to bring stuff to, that's going to make a difference in my life and and the life of anybody who's willing to expose themselves to it. Wow, that's so great. Well, um, gosh, I, I I think you're on to something, Terry, and uh, I hope that there will be 75 more and 75 after that. Um, it's such a great great way in which you can lead us through some of these things um, where we might feel overwhelmed by the, the, uh, the amount of stuff that's out there and we don't have time to go through it or go walking, you know, uh, traveling all over the country to see these pieces. Uh, you can do some of that work for us. And, and as you say, some people have even turned this into a devotional uh, uh, one-a-day piece of art reflection you know what a great idea so um i hope you keep doing it i i just think it's a wonderful thing and uh i hope that all of our listeners will uh take an opportunity to enrich their lives and 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 i you know i think i'm answering my own question about how how little art we have we have how little time we have for art and we need that needs to change i i think um, because life is is too short to not to not enjoy um, what it really is here for. Would you agree Amen. with that? Amen. I would totally <laughs> I would totally agree with that. And the more you explore, the more it opens up new doors. And you mm-hmm. know, if you're frightened by the fact thinking art isn't for me, that my book was written for you. No technical terminology. Cool. Um, it's mm-hmm. just it's uh, it's simple and easy to read, but you realize there's a lot of of deep insight into faith uh, that uh, that comes through great art. Wow, fantastic! Uh, where where do we go if we want to uh, find out more about this? Um, um, you got a site the, online or something? Yeah, well, my book is available pretty much uh, any. Uh, you can p- probably find it in any uh, major bookstore online and, and uh, hopefully at your local bookstore. Um, and uh, then I also have a website. It's just terryglaspie.com, P-E-R-R-Y-G-L-A-S-P-E-Y.com. Um, and I, I call my site at the intersection of art, uh, faith, and uh, creativity. And so what I'm looking I'm I'm blogging not as often as I probably should, but I'm doing occasional blogs to continue some of this discussion and um, right. and it, I feel free to to pop in there if you want to to get a little more uh, insight into what I've got some of what I've discovered. So fantastic. Well, Terry, thank you so much for you, uh, spending time with us. Um, yep. And uh, let's let's uh, let's do it again. We'll we'll pick up on maybe we can uh, do this a little further down the road and 
maybe get into a couple of these pieces because I actually wanted to talk about some of them, but uh, I realized the more we got going, we just kind of get a grasp of the whole thing first. But uh, I'd love to get down to some of these that I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah, okay. Lord bless you. All right. Thank you so much for opening our eyes here, Terry. Okay, thanks, John. Okay, Okay. you bet. (laughs) Okay, everybody, there you go. 75 masterpieces every Christian should know. And that means you, and that means me, and uh, I, I just encourage you. We're going to try and figure out how to get this, uh, get this on our website so that uh, you can find out more about it. You can order it uh, online, and um, we just uh, I, I, we started reaching our, our lives for sure. Um, I think that's what, uh, what this is all about. So, great, great time to Don't forget, Block Talk Radio next Tuesday. We'll have a new guest. for something to talk about. Wonderful. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.